0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Abram and I hope you enjoy this episode. As I said yesterday, most of the people who were Avodim, as Rav Cooks, that's how I'll explain, came from very um, paganist, not only paganistic. Pagans were fine. Uh, paganism, you can be a, a great human being and still be a pagan, but they, were, they came from a system that that paganism there. Um, led to a lot of violence, a lot of um, what we call irrational, ugly behavior, as well as part of their world. And becoming an Evid, I know this was one of the justifications, by the way, that uh, many Southern thinkers in the beginning of the 19th century justified slavery for this reason, because we are elevating these people, we are changing them, they come from Africa, where they have all these terrible, uh, terrible, uh, terrible things that they've been involved in. And slavery has actually up, uplifted them, given, given them uh, uh, a greater sense of morals. Okay. So it was sort of very duplicitous at that time because they were uplifting them, but many, many places they wouldn't let slaves read and they wouldn't allow them in, in, in the South to really gain the type of education they needed. Um, so, but anyway, this is one of the justifications for slavery. And Rav Satzal says that was the justification for the Torah slavery as well at the time. So, therefore, we, we took people who came from terrible countries. However, we didn't free them. And if, however, a a a public event where everybody sees you sitting Shiva for them, it sends out the idea that they were actually freed and their children are total Jews, uh, total um, uh, proper Jews, and there's no halachic issues with them. And we don't want that to happen. So because of that, although we recognize, as I said yesterday, the pain of someone who's been so close to you, like an evid, and as I said yesterday, it, wasn't, it was, it was, it was uh, Hanina Bendosa was the Evid to God in that way, uh, someone who can come in anytime, someone who has an intimate relationship, and we understand how painful it is that that person's not there for you, but still we have to be worried. So what was Gamliel then saying? So when Gamliel, let's go back to Gamliel's words, or Gamliel's words, he says, Ein tavi avdi ko avodim kasher haya. And therefore, everybody knows that he was an evid in other words everyone knows who he is everyone knows that i never freed him everyone knows that it's not just because there's some relative that people are upset about they know who he is they know his relationship to me they know he was a very special person and therefore they don't think i freed him either he's an exceptional and therefore we there's no possibility of this resulting into people thinking that tavi's children are actually free people and 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 100% Jews. That's the way we that's just a summary. Nobachi told me I should summarize sometimes what we did the day before so people won't be lost if they're going to listen only to this but anyway that's basically what we we talked about yesterday uh in a nutshell. Um we also went through
1: uh the Brita here Yeah.
0: Okay. We also went through the bright, uh, that gave us, uh, and again, I always say that, that when you, when you learn Gemara or even when you, when you learn halacha, get ready to, uh, take a trip back in the past. Um, you know, I always, I, I try to pepper this with cultural references that really show my age, but I always, I always feel, and again, it's a funny reference, maybe, but maybe Sheila and, and Debbie, I don't know if Debbie's still here, but maybe you'll appreciate it. Yeah, it looks like debbie's gone but maybe you'll appreciate it um I, I i i had debbie so it's more like the um you remember sherman and peabody and uh um sherman was uh, peabody was the dog if you remember uh and uh and sherman was his 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 child Remember, I remember. (laughs) Yes. So basically what happens is, is that you go into a time machine. That's what it's like. Now, it's not an accurate time machine, but you do your best to figure out what the past was. So I feel like every time we, 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 we we see concepts like this, we don't do this anymore, but we're going in the way back machine. You know, we're, we're with, we're going with, uh, Professor Peabody and we're all the Shermans that are going back and we're gonna see what it's like. Now, we're not going to change the past like, you know, Sherman uh, and Peabody do sometimes, but we are going to get a glimpse of what the past was, and this is a glimpse of the past, what we talked about, birchas HaSaveh We don't know what that is today, so we have to try to figure that out. That was a special benching that was done, and it was done as we saw yesterday. It was done at a special spot. It was done at a special uh, uh, wide area. We, uh, We talked about the Shura, which is still done, as Avrami pointed out. It was still done, still done, and, and, and Henech pointed out yesterday, it is still done. The birch Avelim is something that we don't do. Uh, and that's, that was important for us to see. Okay, so basically what we saw again in the b'risa was none of that stuff happens. No no uh, has haveilim, no tanchume haveilim as well. Okay, now which is like what Rogamliel taught. We don't see the exception for Tavi. But then the Bryce, it gives us sort of like a um, a, a counter to Rav and this was actually a story with it, 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 with brother-in-law, assuming that it's the second Rav Gamliel. <laughs> I, I'm confused here. But there were two Rav Gamliels: Rav Gamliel Azalkin, and then there was his grandson. So that was uh, that was That was uh, dis, that was. Uh, impeached, so to speak, was put away for a day or so uh, when he couldn't be the nasi when he felt that he was uh, uh, going with a high hand. So his brother-in-law was Rabbi Liezer ben Hurkanus. Rabbi Liezer ben Hurkanus married Rabbi Gamliel's sister. So now we're going to see a story with Rebbe Eliezer. And remember, he was the, uh, Debbie, you might remember when we were learning, I don't know if you were there, when we were learning all about uh, Simchas Yontif know if you were there then, but I know Sheila, maybe Bachi was there. When we were learning about uh, Simchas Yontav, he was the one who all the Talmidim were slipping out of while he was going on and giving the shear, and he felt you have to be cool, Hashem, on Shvuas or on any, uh, any Yontav. That was Rebbe Liezer. So now we have, yes, right, so now we have a, a brysa with Rebbe Liezer. so let's check it out. Maisa, Mesa Shivchoso, she Rebbe Tavi was a man. Now the Shifcha of Rabbi Eliezer had died. And look what happened. Nichnasu talmidov Lenachamo. His students came in to give him the Nechama. They said, everybody heard that the Shifcha had died, right? Who knows? Right? Again, he was a rich man. Uh, uh, his father was very wealthy, known to be very Horkinus. Uh, Eliezer of the son of Horkinus. right? a greek name but a lot of jews had greek names so it was it was well known that he had inherited a lot of money so i guess included in that was 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 a it was a woman servant and they came to give him the they came to his house let's go let's go there to give him the khama kivan Shura osum when he saw them coming Allah he went upstairs aliyah is <laughs> allah is to go up and aliyah is Uh, comes up in the Gemara all the time. It's a key Gemara word. It means the upstairs of a house. It's called the Aliyah. Many times, homes at the time of the mission of the Talmud were just like in Israel. There was one family that lived in the first floor and another family lived on the second floor. And you couldn't get access from the first to the second floor. There was a ladder on the outside of the house. Um even if you were lucky enough to have a two-floor house, you didn't necessarily have stairs inside the house. So you had to actually you actually had to go outside and then go up the ladder. So that's I don't know what sort of house Eliezer says, but let's imagine it was the second type. So he actually runs out the backyard and he runs up the ladder to get to the second floor that he also owns. V'olu Akarov the students went after him. Okay, nichnas la pilon. nichnas la anpilon. He went in like kanes at Beis Knesses, a place he went into. The anpilon. Okay,
1: what's an anpilon? Well, our good friend Rashi will tell us. I believe. Let's take a look. No Rashi doesn't say
0: <laughs> right. okay, we're going to try to figure it out though from from context, uh, we can we can again, what would you do here well i I'm, I wouldn't allow I wouldn't let this stop me, even if I had never seen this word before, because i I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a roll, I'm reading, uh-huh, it's some place that he went into, right, and I can figure it out from the next one, right latracholine. Everybody knows that from Pirkeiovos, of course, right? Prosdor and trokalin. So the trokalin is the main room. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that an anpilon is some sort of antechamber before you get into it. That's just what I'm going to assume. Again, I, I, if I'm learning this Gamar for the first time, I'm going to make a little note. Yeah, maybe if I have, I'm going to look up maybe what anpilon means. Maybe I'll, I'll look it up in the, in the jastro. I'll see, you know, what that word means. But I'm not, I'm not so nervous about it. You know, um, but it's probably obviously some sort of pre, pre-predecessing room to the Troklin, because a- after the Troklin it stops. This Keystone Cops thing of them following him stops. Nifnesu, so he goes. Let's assume the Anpilon is some sort of antechamber, and then the Troklin. We know what Troklin is. That's from Pirkei Avos, right? Achinat's macho le prose d'or kadeshi with is the big hall, the big fancy room. That's olam haba and the perkeobos' uh, metaphor. So the troklin is a big room. Finally, I guess there's no place else to go. He's in the tracklin, Elias Ben-Hurkin is his troklin. acharov. His students are after him. Now there's no place left to go. What's he going to do? Run backwards? Run, run into them? They caught him. Omar he said to them, Kimiduma ani." From the word "dome," right? "Dome" is, uh, is 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 it, it would appear, right? Something similar to something that's in your brain is something you're medames, something you imagine. So, in other words, when we talk about a person thinking, or even what I anticipating, or thinking something is going to happen, we say he's medames. He's imagining. He's making in his mind what he thinks is going to be, so he says, "Kimiduma ani, I thought, I imagined, I imagined shatem that you guys nichvim b'poshrim, nichvim b'poshrim." Okay, so what does that mean? Well, we poshrim. Is 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 like sometimes when you you see that word poshrim, okay, we'll get to nichvim in a second, but poshrim is a word that you can you know it you've seen its usage in other places, for example, when they say let's make a pshara in bezdin, that's to make a compromise. The reason why that word is used is because the word means to actually cool down. It means lukewarm, cooling something. The fasher means to take something that was hot and boiling and cool it down. So poshrim is cold, is lukewarm water. It's not cold water, but it's not hot. It's hot water that has gone, that is already lukewarm. So that's what poshrim means. Now let's go to the word nichvim. So nichvim, uh, the word actually shows up in, in the Torah, in Parshas Mishpatim, where it talks about kviyah tachas kviyah. Remember that? Kviyah tachas kviyah, petza tachas petza. Kvi similar to, as Hirsch would say, similar to the word cave, is like a little wound that you get, right? It's like you get scalding or wounded. So that's the word kaf vav. Sometimes we spell it kaf aleph bet when it's a pain, but it's also the wound, the physical wound itself is called a kviyah. It usually comes from a burn, that wound. It usually the kavia usually is something that happens when you get burnt, and it leaves this scalding mark. That's what a kavia is. So that's now that we understand what nichvim means. So now the it's clear what he was saying. I thought kemiduma ani. I thought shatem nichvim that you would be burnt, <laughs> that you would already. Oh, I, I got scalded. Be shrimp with just lukewarm water, which usually you're not scalded with, but I figured you guys would get okay, you understand where we're getting for. you would have gotten the message you would have already I, I didn't need to speak out so strongly. you saw i you know I saw you coming, and here I am going upstairs, going and going into another room. I figured you guys would would get the strong message with post shrimp, which was the lukewarm
1: water. Um, Achshav. Now I see that you followed me
0: here. Achshav means now, right? Remember that song? Achshav, Achshav, Beretz Israel. Achshav means now, right? Achshav now. E atem nichvim. You guys aren't scalded. You guys don't get the. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't react in pain. Meaning you don't get the message. Afilu <laughs> even if it's the hottest of the hot, cham is hot, like the chama is the sun, cham is hot, right? Chame cham, and even the hottest, you don't get it. He says, I can't believe you didn't get the message. Why did we even have to, why did we have to, why did I have to explain it to you? You guys should have realized this. Rashi tells you what that means. I already explained it, but you see Rashi here, I'm just going to show you. First word, key word in Rashi, klelmark. Abi, this means to say, he doesn't really mean there was no hot water. He wasn't spilling water on them. Nobody was getting burnt. Eliezer was speaking in, in, in a hint. He was speaking uh, not literally. Klomar, this means to say, Savur Hayiti, that's Nit Madonna. I thought, Savur Hayiti, Shetavinu Davar, Beremez Muat that you would have understood it with a little hint. And what what was the little hint? Rashi goes on. Shiri item oti, that you saw
1: me, sar, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Getting warm is figuring it out, as Debbie is saying.
0: But, uh right, sar maleichem, uh right
1: you saw the shariita Mosi sar me right you saw me
0: go away from you to the rashi again sar me you saw me going away from you the La Anpilion. so i guess that now i i i i don't know if it was an antechamber or a side room but you saw me go into the Anpilion. You should have realized it there that, hey, I don't want you to give me Nechama. I'm I'm Eliezer Ben (laughs) Hurkanis. I'm a smart guy. He's one of the most brilliant men of his age. He he doesn't need, he understands what's happening when people are coming to him. He knows that they're coming and he can tell what's happening. The woman just died. They just buried her and, and, and people are coming. And he probably was there at the funeral. I'm sure he was. But now they're coming in to start the mourning process, and he is saying, No, you guys don't get it. Um, and then he just makes it clear. shonisi lachem, haven't I taught you? And now we see that not only did Gamliel teach this, but Eliezer taught it. Avadim Bishfachot, ein nom dimaleim b'shura, which we mentioned yesterday, the shura, when people stand and make the two rows. We talked about that. Not during the benching. They don't make the oval feel better at that, at that first meal, that Suda Sabara that we talked about yesterday. That's done in a very public fashion. And there's no coming to the person and giving him words of comfort. None of that happens when a Shivcha or an Evad dies. Okay, so first of all, before we get to the shocking last statement, <laughs> which I know is not going to sit well with the, the people that are listening today, or maybe the people who will be listening to this later when I upload it. Before we get to that shocking statement, uh, first of all, we can see that Eliezer was different than Gamaliel, That Gamliel felt Tavi and him and Tavi was different than Eliezer and his Shifcham. And again, you, we could speculate. The Gemara doesn't give us the information, but we can speculate based on what we talked about earlier today. There might be a, a reason. Gamliel might have had a different relationship than the, Tavi. Might have been a different person than 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 Eliezer Shifcha. Tavi was very special in terms of what he was like. Maybe Gamliel Shifcha, Eliezer Shifcha, was different, or maybe Eliezer didn't agree with Gamliel. Maybe Eliezer says no if ands, or buts, no exceptions. That, that's, two, that's two possibilities. Uh, you know, and also, again, it's very interesting that one is a man and one is a woman. Right? Tavi is a man serving Gamliel, and this is Eliezer shivcha. Um, I sort of got the idea. I don't know if I have any proof for it at all. Maybe she was this old shivcha that sort of was like his mame. Like she was the one like, who took care of him. She was the one who was the shivcha for years in the house. And maybe that was the idea of them coming, right? It wasn't like, you know, the French maid, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, what does he have to do with the shivcha, right? His wife has to do with the shivcha. They're coming him to give him Tanchumia for his shivcha, right? Or it could be it was a, a, he raised her as, as a child. And she died young. I'm just speculating here why there would have even been that. And Again, it, it's fun to speculate. And it's also, I think, important to, to make it real to you that it shouldn't be so strange. So it couldn't be she was the old mammy. Uh, and that's why they were coming. Anyway, uh, and Tavi was more like the trusted valet of Gamliel. But this is, again, this is, this when you see things like this, This is what you should be thinking about because clearly there's a difference between these two men. These They're both giants, Eliezer ben Horkinus and Gamliel. So that might be what's going on. The Gemara is not even going to go into that. Okay, now here comes the part that's not going to be politically correct. (inaudible) Eliezer says, what do you say to the person who's lost an Eved? What do you say about them even though there is a vacuum in the family that that evidence has died. Kishem adam al Okay. The same thing you say to a person on his ox
1: and donkey that have died. Wow. <laughs> right? What do you say
0: Hamakom this is what you say. Lcha Chesroncha. God should fill up what was missing to you. That's what you say when you lose your horse, when you lose your donkey. When you lose the animals that, that, that were part of your service, it doesn't say your dog or your cat botch. It doesn't say your beloved hedgehog. It doesn't say that. Your pet. You you speak about them like you speak about your pack animal, your shore, which is uh which is going out there to plow the field and the hamor that you're packing stuff on. Yeah, you know what? It's very Tough to lose a shor because you got to get a new one. He's got to know your 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 mode. He has to get used to you. One of the reasons why, exactly, Sheila. Part of the, but but shor Hamor especially, right? Because the shor Hamor, Let's talk about the very famous halacha that you're supposed to pay more for um, the stealing. Um, the, well, not more. You, you pay you pay Right, You pay four times
1: the amount. Um, you, right, the valid. But, but remember
0: what, what, what the Torah says. The Torah says that you pay five times the amount for stealing ashore. a shore. A sheep, you pay four times the amount. So everybody knows from the Rashi and Parshish Mishpatim. Oh, why do you pay more for the sheep, for the for the shore? Because you were able, the the thief was able to steal it in a, in a dignified way. So we come down harder on him. But the but the but the sheep he had to carry on his shoulders, which was an embarrassment to him. So we give him a discount for how much he needs to pay back. That is one opinion. But Rav Mayer, the brilliant Rev Mayer said, the reason is obvious. Because the shore is a bigger loss than the sheep. Sheep are great. They're money makers. But a shore is not only, the shore you have you to invest. If you pay back a person you stole a shore from and you pay back the worth of that shore, he still has got to train it. He's still got to go through it. A shore that's a working animal for you boy you know it's like you're this is this is my car this is what i drive i'm a traveling salesman and i go the whole jersey shore and and uh, with this right you know that's that's what you're used to you it's it, again and it's better than a, it's it's more important than a car because an animal it, it might not work so when a person loses a shore and a hamor, it's a big loss tell him god should make up this loss for you that's what you say about the evid, even the valet I know this was a loss, and I I feel bad for your money loss, your monetary loss. I feel bad what it's going to be. You're going to have to go out to the slave market and get someone else, but not more than that. That's what I said. It's not politically correct, but that's what you're supposed to say. I know it's a big loss. God should give you back. Somehow you're going to get that money back. That What you're missing in terms of your, 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 your ability to function properly, that should come back to you. I know you needed the shivcha. She ran the house. She made the spaghetti. She got all the kids diapered. That's going to be tough. God should help you. Replicate and get something better, or get something as good as what you had, and you'll be able to function again as as you did. Okay, but not about um, you know benach benach be Nothing about the pain, but I love that person. Okay, nothing about the the, the relationship, about what they did for you and how important they were in the family, in terms of what they worked. But nothing about the emotional connection to the person. Okay. Um, so that was this b'risa of Rebbe Eliezer, along with a good story. Now, the Gemara says, on this subject, tanya idach. Here's another b'risa, idach. Key Gemara word, you can underline it, idach, another b'risa. Avadim, mishvachot, ain must so we haven't heard about this yet it was the it was the thing we haven't talked about yet we've talked about Suda Savara, we talked about uh, the shura we talked about sitting shiva what about being Maspidem? what about making a hespid for them can you do that can you make a hespid for them at least okay look no one sat shiva but they, maybe we should at least gather people and, and and talk about this man. I mean, this was someone who was captured as a youth. Let's say, took on the laws of Judaism up to a point. Remember, an eved ivri, an eved kanani. We're talking about an eved does mitzvos, and he, he, he sort of forced into it. And maybe if they if they lived a decent life, maybe we should have a eulogy for them. So, the bright has said you don't do a Hespit for them. That's the Tanakama's opinion. You don't do a Hespit for them. And I assume this, we can say like we said from Tosfus yesterday, because once again, we don't want to, the HESPID is a big event, people will remember the HESPID, and it's gonna maybe turn out to be a, uh,
1: turn out to be a situation where people will think, That wasn't Tavi,
0: that was actually Rebeliezzar. <laughs> Rebeliezzar did it. Rebeliezzar, the one in the story before, or it might have been Elizabeth Azaria. It might have been it was either one of the two who freed an Evid to make a minion. yeah, <laughs> that's right. So here we're actually talking about um, an ain't must be you don't make a hesped. Now Rabiosi disagrees. Rabbi Yossi says, Im evid kasherhu. Now, who's Rabbi Yossi? So we talked about Gamliel and Eliezer. One generation below that would be, let's say, Rabbi Akiva, who was a student of Eliezer and was a sort of a student of Rabbi Gamliel as well. And the generation after that was Yossi, who was a student of Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Yossi argued with the first statement and said, just like, we know about Gamliel and Tavi. He said, "Im eved
1: If he's an Evid kosher, meaning a, a Tavi-like person." Hmm. And I guess,
0: again, with Gamliel, people knew that he was an eved too because they recognized the relationship. He was the nosi. But if he's an Evid kosher, Omrima we should say about him. We shouldn't just let his death be meaningless, you know, and just tell the owner God should get you another Evid as good. We should say about him to others,
1: Hoy! <laughs> Hoy means pain. Hoy. It's like, Hoy. It says Rashi, Hoy. Let's
0: do it again. Loshon genicha it comes. It's like a krechz. Tsaka, Of course, is a yell, right? So, aik, right? You're yelling at someone. <laughs> You're yelling to the people. Gneicha's like, I, I'm in pain. Hoy. So you can say hoy. Not like ahoy, but hoy, Hoi, hoi. You can say about this person. What can you say? Hoy. Ish to v'nemon. He was a good person, a good Isha, Isha, Tovav, and They were good people. Nemon,
1: you could count on them. miigio. And you know what?
0: They They didn't steal. They worked, whatever. They worked, and they I gave them bonuses, I guess, from when they did the good job. But that's what they were. They worked in the field. They were good workers. And what they got, what they benefited from, you could see a direct line between what they worked in and what they got. Nene mi yigio. <laughs> A lot of us are nene without yigiyo, especially those of us that are on unemployment now, right? We're being nene because of stimulus money. Or we're being nene because somebody's giving us tzedakah. Nena mi yigio means... Yes, you got the benefit, but you know where that came from. That came from the hard work that you worked for. So whatever benefits that person got, it was because of the work that they put into it. That's a good thing to say about someone. In fact, the, the Chachamim said to Rabbi Yossi, <laughs> they said back to him, "Im Cain, if that's what you say for an Eved, Nach, nach means to put, keep down, like menucha is to be at rest. That you're not up, moving, and being creative. Hanacha on Shabbos, like you take an object that you carry and you put down. That's called hanocha. Hanach means what have you left? What have you? What have you put down? What have you? What's left? Like for someone who's not an Evid? I mean, that's a beautiful hesped. <laughs> uh, even a person who is a uh, a person who is a uh, a, a person who's not an evid was born. A regular jew that would be a beautiful thing to say ish to venemon in five you know right in five words ish to venemon vene that's a perfect estimate they said for an, <laughs> for anyone so in other words i guess what they were saying was <laughs> that's not a that's not a that's not Cutting it uh short for an Evid <laughs> that's a beautiful thing may I, I guess halakhically they were against what Rav Yossi was saying because they felt if you say that, they're still going to think he's a kosher Jew. I want to give a husband for you know uh you know I want to give a Hespin for Rufus, I want to tell you he was an ishtov, Neman givemi a Five words. So they said, well, that's, that's what you would say to a kosher person, about a kosher person as well. So there we find, again, so the area is a little bit vague. Rabiosi seems to feel that they deserve a hespet at least. And I think what I am seeing here is a, a, a tension. And I think the tension is a very real one with the whole institution of Avdus that we talked about the institution of Avdus was a reality Sheila mentioned before that it was only in a very unusual case that an Eved, knani was freed and that's where they came into a place and there wasn't a minion and they needed to have a minion, there's a speculation that there was very important Kriyas HaTorah that had to happen, perhaps whatever it was Unusually, they freed someone. Normally, an Evan was not freed. In fact, the Torah says, we had it in Parshas uh, Bahar that a couple weeks ago in the Torah reading, if you were following it, that they should work for you forever. That they become like a piece of land and stays in the family for generations to the point that Martin Keaton says that if you free an Evid, you have violated that commandment. That's on one side. But on the other side, there's the fact that they were good people, people that had that had developed, that had served a very important role in the family. And and, and, and how can we just let a person die and treat him like an animal? That's what I think was going on here. So Rabbi Yossi says, we're going to at least say this. And the Chachamim are responding, we've got to be careful. There is still, because as much as we feel, we realize what our actions mean and how people can interpret them.
1: She was asking here, um didn't they more and more of them for their chrome than we see nowadays? Okay, so <laughs> uh okay, so she was
0: making a point to those of you that read the chat that in general we seem to have toned down I think I, that's your point, that we don't seem to do what we they used to do. It it seems like in the time of Chazal, there was a lot more hand-wringing and emotional pain that was on display than we see today. Today, there seems to be a more inhibited aspect, unless it's some very tragic death. But in those days, it seems like we actually artificially even tried to stir up people to feel it. So she was trying to say that what Rabbi said about the Evet, I think that's what you're trying to say, is still not so, was very little compared to the average Hespid of that time. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's what you're trying to say. That's a, it, it, but then, I, if you're right, Sheila, then what's, what were they answering him? Mahinachta <speaking in> Lakshayrab. <Spanish> They should have, he should have said, of course. <laughs> for a regular person, we would, we would go on for an hour and, and, and rip our hair and talk about how terrible things were. Here, it's just a one-liner. So that goes, in, if you're right, Sheila, this line is difficult. What were they saying? Mahanachta l'ksherim. Of course, hanachta l'ksherim. For a kosher, you go on even more and more. So it sounds, again, I, I, what you're saying is definitely true. That women were hired. Uh, there was there was there was there was women mekona note, which is still done in some of the Sephardic countries and the Sephardic svedim, and and there was mu- special type of sad music that was played. And there was in general note. There was a, there was a sense of trying to get people to cry over every person who had died, in a real painful way. And you're correct. Uh, there's no denying what you're saying i'm just saying in terms of what's going on here um you know yossi doesn't respond that way but 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 i think i'm still correct that there was a a um a sense of trying to trying to struggle with this the fact that a human being has died and what do we do um now um I'm going a little bit. We've already three minutes over, but I'm going to take a couple more minutes just to to, to put a period on this. Let's take a look.
1: The very next uh, piece. Just want to do three three minutes. Uh, well, this piece here uh, it starts from here. Tanarabanan Ain korin
0: avot El shlosha. Now that is actually not relevant to us. <laughs> it's here because of there's a again. It's similar to what we what we really need. But the first another bright that says that you don't say the ovos. Again, America, as you know, uh, uh, is sort of sort of like a biblical country, and uh, school children were told about the founding fathers. So this Bright is saying that whoever in Jewish history you're going to talk about, you don't say the fathers only about Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. And when you say our holy mothers, you mean. Okay, so we're going to, okay, that's the first part of the Bright don't say Av, even though you feel good. You say, Dover our great father, right? Or maybe you had a great-great-grandfather who was an incredible rabbi. Well, then you could say my great-grandfather. <laughs> but if you want to say the father, one of our great fathers, no, that should only be Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. Moshe doesn't count. When you say our mothers, the Imahot, the mothers, who do they have to be? Sarah Rifka Rochon Leah, sorry, of Vizilpa, and again, I feel for you. But those are the four imahot. Now, we're gonna we're gonna go back and explain that in a minute. Uh, the next time we learn. But then the brisa goes on. Tanya Idach, a similar brisa, Avodim Vishfachot Ain Koranosam ploni. Veima plonus. This gets into mammy. Servants don't even before they die. Don't call them mama and daddy, even though they did the jobs of mama and daddy, and they became old. And sometimes that's the way you would speak to um, an older person, right? Right. Um, for example, uh, if somebody. Uh, if somebody gets older, you say yes, Mama, Mama Cass, <laughs> or uh, Grandma Moses, right? So you you sometimes refer to people when they get older as Mama and Daddy, right? And you know, and, and, and the slaves, you can see why they might have been called that. So ain koren osam abaploni veimaplonis. Don't say father and mother. And again. There, even though the tendency would be to give them that nickname. Don't do it. Because then people might think that they actually, are they your mother? In other words, right, all right, don't use the word Abba. So again, this is the the, 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 the bright that starts with the father is Avramitzvah Yaakov. And speaking about calling people father or mother, don't say that, even though you might naturally want to do that to an evid, don't call them mama, you know, you know,
1: you know, you know I, I,
0: I don't know. Mama Calpurnia, come on in. Now, Calpurnia is from, by the way, uh, The Kill a Mockingbird. Mama Calpurnia, don't come in. You, you don't say that. Even though you'd like to, because uh, that's normal. When a person's old, you say, how are you doing, uh, Grandma? How are you doing, Mommy? Right? And, and you see in many cultures, they do that. Uh, you know, they they do say abba and ima in Spa- among the Spanish they say Mami. You can hear that. They'll talk to older women among the Hispanics and they'll say uh Mamacita, right? They do say that. But the sure of Gamliel, o some Abba Ploni the plonis. In Gamliel's household, the not just Tavi. All the Avodim, especially, I guess, when they reached a certain age, they would get the name Abba, Ima, with their name. So once again, we see that there was this attitude of, and again, it sounds condescending today since we we, we outlawed slavery, but this was a way to, to give them that dignity that they had reached a certain age and calling them, and maybe because of their role in the household. So you see that there was this feeling, and Rabbi and that was his thing. And you see, again, a pattern in terms of what, the way Gamliel was acting in that way. So, look, um, table it at, at this point. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.